0: what up oasis people we are back we got another podcast we got it rolling my name is brennan and at the table i got ben with me yes and jana <laughs> hello so
1: i should have said no <laughs>
0: <laughs> dang it next time uh yeah yeah, yeah. so we got a, a podcast topic for you we're rolling with fasting and we're gonna just dive into it real
2: fast oh look oh, at this guy oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't mind the pun Classic Bren- Before we do. brennan joke
0: Fasting is commonly uh, connected with the idea of food, and so I figured this would be a great opportunity for us to just chat a little bit about what is your favorite food.
2: I want to say hot dogs, just because the the oof, fact that you oof. gave me over the weekend that it get like what is it?
0: Well, I'm about to I'm gonna use it in my. Oh, you
2: are. Okay, yeah, you don't then. steal my material. No, sorry, I didn't know. I apologize. <laughs> I don't have a favorite food. I know it's the worst. I'm the worst really? person. In- yes, like. Okay, what if I change the question? It's like you had to eat one food forever. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah, I know. but You got to pick something. Okay, the Louisiana chicken pasta from Cheesecake Factory.
1: I don't have a favorite food. Wait, let me get super well, no, specific. That's, that. that's what it's
2: going to be. And it would, and I'd get sick of it and be terrible that's after so a week, funny. and it'd be awful. <laughs> Sounds rich. Yeah, Sounds super, heavy. Super yeah. heavy. Yeah. That's what was like. You wanted me to say something, so that's it. All right. Shout out to Cheesecake
1: Factory. <laughs> that's You want me to go next? Yeah, sure. This is super basic, but it's pizza. Like, I love every type of pizza. Chicago, New York. Detroit style. Yeah. All of it. Is so good. Thing? Yeah, absolutely. Every wow. time you get pizza, you can get it different. Different places do it differently. Like, you can mix it up. So, that's my favorite, and that's probably really bad, but...
0: It's I mean, that's not, I'm unashamed no, a little
1: bit. Well, I'm a little ashamed, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say, and this is where my fact comes in. My favorite food, like ever, is peanut butter and jelly, and I eat peanut butter and jelly. And this is where people—they're always like, "This is weird," but I eat it for breakfast, and people are like, "That's weird. It's a you, lunch
1: food." Yeah, you, know. you put it on toast, though, don't you? Yeah, you but toast I put the it on bread? toast.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I toast it, and then it's. Peanut, I do that too sometimes. Bread. Yeah, but like, yeah. why? Why is know. all of a sudden because the bread is warm it's breakfast i don't know people we have weird concepts you y'all are the weird ones not me why is it okay to put jelly on
2: uh egg mcmuffin oh but not on just have a regular piece of bread with jelly and peanut butter yeah, I, get, I'm, I agree with you. Oh, yeah. You oh, kind of lost breakfast. me in your argument, right, Just, I just sweet. Like, <laughs> Anybody's in agreement <laughs> with me, I'll take any argument I can yeah. get. I agree. It's a, for all meal food.
0: So then you guys can look up this study, but this is where Ben was trying to steal my thunder. There was an, a nutritional study done, I think, last week that came out with results of what foods do to your life expectancy. And they concluded, I don't know how, I didn't actually do a ton of research, but I just thought it was fascinating. They concluded the worst food for your health was a hot dog. And every hot dog you ate decreased your life expectancy by 34 minutes. But they said the best food for you was peanut butter and jelly. So shout mm. out all the PB&J people out there like me. Because we, every time we eat our favorite <laughs> food, we increase our life by 32 minutes. Wow. So
2: just I just want you to start minutes. eating only in PB&J for every meal until you die. And we're going to prove the study wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just only ever going to, I'm just going to live forever on pb and <laughs>
0: Jesus? Oh, okay. Jesus. No. Oh, 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 wow! oh. that's in. two. All right. that's all, two I'm, already. I'm, I'm here all podcast. Don't worry, don't worry.
1: <laughs> Everybody logs off right now.
0: <laughs> <You laughs> Lois listening drop. rates, yeah. yeah. I promise. There's no puns left in, in this well, podcast for me, I don't think. But sometimes they just naturally come to me, so maybe <laughs> they will. What is fasting, you guys? like? It's this topic I
2: think gets thrown out, but what really even is it? Uh, the central idea of it is to have a season or a time to focus on God, to voluntarily deny something of for yourself so that you can pursue that time, that thing that you are abstaining from, to focus on your relationship with Jesus. Mm, that's good. Voluntarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, why do you emphasize that? I think it, because it's a choice that you have to make. And and it's a choice that you have to make with the right motive, which we'll talk about. Yeah. On I'm doing this not so I can get rid of something, because the majority, even with fasting, it's we're actually you're actually fasting from something that is good, that is for you, mm-hmm. that that can in and of itself is not an evil. But we can make all things right, good yeah. or bad. Like we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's in that when I'm voluntary choosing, I'm choosing to have the motivation that I'm actually going to pour my energy into my relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But is it just food?
1: No. (laughs) No, it's more than just food. Like Ben said, it's involuntarily abstaining from something that is typically good for you. Food is good for you. Um, But to devote more time to God. So it can be more than food. You can, you know, something that maybe takes up a significant amount of your time that you want to devote more of that to God so you know some people do social media or watching TV or some of those things that aren't inherently bad um but you can use that time better um and the whole point of it is that you're fasting to spend time with Jesus to devote time and energy so it's more about what you gain from the experience than the thing that you're
0: losing yeah. that's good so what do we say we said food social yeah. media yeah TV. Mm -hmm.
2: So you think of these normal functions of your life. Like what's a part of your everyday life so Mm -hmm. what you can choose something in that to fashion. Why it's been food is as you look at the history of the world, I mean, however long you think the world or however long ago you think Israelites existed or David, whenever he lived on Earth, it's like, well, they didn't have TV. They didn't have social media. What they did was they worked, they ate, they hung out with people. And so food was that normal activity, like, okay, I can abstain from this for a season, for a time, to focus on my relationship with God. This is the, like, they they couldn't choose to, well, I'm just not going to look at my phone. I'm Mm going to look at my phone less. I'm going to use social media less. So they didn't have that. So food became, like, the thing, because that was just the norm of life. Well, now we have opportunity. We spend more of our time and energy, you could argue wastefully, uh, doing doing more things, because they're available to us. Mm -hmm. And so it's a normal function in life we take that I'm voluntarily denying that thing to focus energy on Jesus Mm -hmm. and my relationship with him.
0: And when people are turning to focus energy on Jesus, is there things we would point them to? So like Mm -hmm. if I'm going to remove, say I'm going to shorten my screen time by a half hour today because I'm going to fast Instagram. Where do I now devote that half hour? Like we're saying focus on
2: Jesus, yeah. but do you just want me sitting in the corner, <laughs> staring at the wall? Yes. Like, yep. Just a picture of him. Yeah. You look at our frame, look at our framework uh, logo from the series that we're in right now and just stare at it. There you go. No, I mean, I mean, David Platt says it this way. He says prayer and study. Mm-hmm. And so specifically study of the word and prayer is this idea of like, I'm not just, man, mm, when is this coming up? Now, uh, no, I'm going to say this. <sighs> I think we have done a good job at, like, kind of defining prayer as this idea of, like, I'm communicating with God, which gives us the idea of, like, talking and listening. mm mm-hmm. The idea, so you, you use prayer to fast, but the whole idea of, of fasting is I'm not just growing in communication with God, I'm growing in communion with Him. Mm. And so it's the development of, okay, intimacy with Jesus. It's that connection relationship, which you, so you use prayer and then you use study because the Word of God is words to you, is His voice to you, Him speaking to you, knowing His heart, knowing who He says you are. I mean, you're spending that half hour maybe focused on a promise of who He is. And so it's, that's how you, it, it, in those moments, it increases faith, increases trust, yeah. and it mm-hmm. increases relationship. Mm-hmm. That's good. Super you want to jump in and do your uh, cross So here's, here's this, and, and this is from David Platt, so that's the second time I've mentioned him. <laughs> Easy way to understand, okay, here's what fasting is and what you kind of do in this. Number one, the idea of fasting is F, focus on God. Okay, I am focusing on God, gives me the motivation to focus on him, so that's what I am fasting to so what am I fasting from is the A, I'm abstaining from fill in the blank. What is that thing that you are abstaining from that you are taking time, energy away from to then go back to the F, focus on God. Uh, so what you do, F, substitute that with prayer and study. And then in that, also, this is what Janie talked about. Well, what am I fasting to? What, what is the outcome of this? It's in that what's going to happen is you're going to taste and see that God is good. Mm. And so it's mm-hmm. F, focus on God, A, abstain from the thing. S, substitute with prayer and study. T, taste and see that God is good. The whole idea and purpose. Growing, communion, intimacy with, with God. Yeah. And a lot of
0: times those acrostic things are just to help like, us remember what the actual thing is. So hopefully mm-hmm. that's helpful to you. Here I want to ask this other question before we go any farther. In the last year, two years, maybe a little bit longer, fasting has become very popular again. Yeah. But not necessarily for Christian religious reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance what is our cultural idea of intermittent fasting yeah. or strategic fasting or like diet fasting mm-hmm. with what we're called to do biblically or called to do as, as Christians?
2: Yeah, uh, we are holistic beings, which means that, right, physical, body, people. We have a soul and a spirit, and we have emotions. And so the cultural move of fasting is to help people pursue one physical health and in that they believe and if you look at the teaching on it there is a connection to emotional health
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the
2: spiritual christian fasting that we're called to is for the intense purpose of solely spiritual health so yeah. like it's is this idea of inter, i practice intermittent fasting and for me it's become something where it has actually helped me become more physically healthy so i implement intermittent fasting for me to physically pursue health but i also intermittent spiritual or pursue spiritual fasting because i want to pursue spiritual health as well Mm -hmm. yeah and so they're different
1: the intention
2: is different the intention is Mm -hmm. way different see but i'm like three or
0: four pounds away from my target goal (laughs) so can i just fast and do both like can i just not eat breakfast every day and devote that time to god but really like i'm also trying to lose like can't it be both
2: listen i'm just gonna go john chris on you right here Uh, check your heart
1: I mean realistically you could do both if you have the a good intention behind doing both yeah the motive mm-hmm. you know yeah maybe you want to lose a little weight through intermittent fasting but you also want to practice spiritual fasting you could kind of blend those together if you have the heart and the intention to do both well yeah You'd that's ris- really
0: it yeah you just have to be really
2: intentional in it and how you spend yeah. that time then mm-hmm. um, but yeah, because if you go into it with the goal of, I'm going to lose weight, but I'll just I'll add this thing, then yeah, what's going to happen is fair. you're going to sacrifice the spiritual element to it, to the physical side. For sure. It, mm-hmm. If that's a mm-hmm. motivation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost a priority in that one task you're doing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. So not a bad thing, though? No, not at all. Okay. Unless I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to do, which I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: a doctor. No idea. But I'm sure it'll work out, right? <laughs> After that. Wow. So we understand maybe a little bit of what, what this fasting means, and we've got Ben's David Platt's acrostic, and, and so you're all fasting masters now, but what we want to now point you to is, like, where do we see it in the Bible of the purpose it serves or the purpose that it comes up for? So, like, do you guys just want to throw out a couple examples of yeah. where it just continues will show up?
1: Yeah. I mean, so one of the first purposes, the reasons is that as we practice fasting, it teaches us reliance, independence, and satisfaction in God. Um, And part of the reason we do it is because Jesus exampled it for us. And so, you see that if you read the Gospels, if you look at Jesus' life, it will say often that he fasted and prayed. And one specific instance where Jesus teaches into this is in Matthew 4, 4, when he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Um, And so, he's just giving that encouragement to rely on the word of God um, and practice the fasting in that way. Um, But then even you can see in John 6 where it talks about Jesus as the bread of life. Um, And so drawing near to him provides that reliance, that dependence, that satisfaction and sustenance uh, spiritually Mm -hmm. that we really need.
0: Yeah, because Matthew 4 comes in and it brings this idea of, so in the text, Jesus has fasted for 40 days because he's Mm -hmm. been led into the wilderness after his baptism. And Satan has showed up and he's tempting Jesus. And he literally says, I'll turn these stones into bread so that you can eat. And you can just imagine after 40 days, Jesus hasn't eaten anything. Yeah. And so he's sitting there probably just incredibly hungry, and Satan's promising him, like, hot, baked, fresh bread. Like, you can just sm- – I can smell it. I Maybe you guys can <laughs> smell it when you read. I'm just like, oh, man, that would be so hard. But he promised – and then – Jesus turns around and he quotes Deuteronomy is what he's quoting here. And he says, man will not live on bread alone, but out the very word of God. And he's defending his fast and he's continuing to, to rely on God and not on what Satan's trying to trick him into. So yeah, that's yeah. super good. Thoughts to anything to add there?
2: No, that's good. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Follow yes. Jesus' example. Recognize that. It, I mean, even the way he lived, he was, oh, there's going to be moments in your life, which maybe this oh, goes to the third one, but that's okay. Anyway. There have been, you look at that text and it said the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Jesus knew as he's being led in that, he's going to be a part of fasting, mm-hmm. of praying, connecting with the father. Uh, he knew he was going to be led into temptation. And so it's just, he went into a season, like sometimes you'll be led that you need to fast into something, know that that's good and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God will like bring things to mind, like, Hey, maybe you need to get rid of this. So I'm going to, I'm actually skip down to that one. Uh, fasting has an opportunity to test our dependence on things that are not of Jesus, that are not mm-hmm. of God. Like, and I know, or things that are, That's but good. have become super not. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, super, mm-hmm. super good. Um, and so, <laughs> there was a season, and there is still season where I am tempted, tempted to fill my schedule with meeting with people. Mm. Mm. But then all of a sudden, what happens is I need to actually take a fast from meeting with people all the time because what I'm doing is I'm not actually one pouring healthy energy into those meetings into those relationships into those moments so by fasting from people what i'm doing is i'm getting back to the main person okay how is god directing me lead uh, how am i relying depending on him is he my main source of yes satisfaction and dependence uh, or is meeting with people even though it's a good thing and we're talking about jesus but man i haven't actually just talked to god in a while Mm -hmm. and so but also tests depends on other things like can I fast from watching the Minnesota Vikings this this fall and spend some of that <laughs> Are you time doing actually? That? Nope. Oh, <laughs> I do not I feel led to that. But that's like so. But here's here's what has happened. But it's one of those things where, okay, if I if can I stop doing this? Mm-hmm. And does it does it affect will affect my mood or not affect my mood? Yeah. Well I all of a sudden like, man, I'm not really displaying the fruits of the spirit because I don't have this thing in my life anymore. So it gives an opportunity to test, man, is it, am I more reliant on that cup of coffee? Or cups of coffee every <laughs> single day or every single hour, then I need to be mm. okay in fasting. What, what what am I reorienting then? Yeah. How am I reorienting it's... going back to okay, Jesus? No, you're my savior. Again, those are not bad things. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Where's my dependence on Jesus? Mm-hmm, yeah. No, and I think if I was
0: going to go back to the first one, just real quick, one of the things that I have found is beneficial for me in fasting is I commonly find like a dependence on. Like, I'll just continue to use food as an example. So, like, we've been taught that you eat, you get energy, Mm -hmm. you eat, your brain works better. Like, all these Mm -hmm. things, like, come from food. So, I'm oriented to think if I don't eat breakfast, my morning will be less productive. Mm -hmm. You know what? Because I don't have food. I don't have the fuel my body needs to do what it does. And I look to that for my provision for the day, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. when I fast, it says, you know what, I can still function at a high level because God is what I need to function at a high yeah, level. Like good. I can still sermon prep without eating breakfast yeah. because I can fast and I can have a greater connection with Him because I'm depending on Him and I'm relying on Him, not like the PB&J I was going to eat that morning <laughs> to give me my mental strength. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's so been good. important for me. Another mm-hmm. purpose I see in Scripture is... C- Fasting often leads to a greater sense of connection or discernment from God. So Mm -hmm. in Acts 14, uh, verse 23, you have this story of Paul and Barnabas who are about to appoint new leaders to this church. And it says, as they were appointing them, they did it with prayer and with fasting, and they committed themselves to the Lord in whom they had put their deep trust. So they are, Paul, if you don't know the story, Acts is the Acts as follows, Primarily him and a a couple other people as he goes around and he plants these churches and he pours into these communities of people, but he couldn't stay there forever. He was constantly on the move going to new places and new territories that God was calling him. So they would need to set up structures and people in order to continue to have the church thrive there. Well, anytime you're going to put a person in a place of leadership, like... You want to make sure it's the right person. Like mm-hmm. He doesn't want to just leave and all the work he's done and put people he's invested in just to fizzle out because nobody's leading that movement. Nobody's shepherding those people anymore. So that took a great sense of discernment and uh, a vision of what God wanted to do and who he was calling to that place. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in order to greater embrace what God was speaking to them, they participated in prayer and in fasting. Because he, they so directly wanted to know the heart of God for that place, they wanted to hear His voice that they abstained from. In this sense, we would assume food in order to hear God's voice. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the purpose could be greater sense of connection and discernment with God.
2: What are other ones? Uh, we look at Old Testament has an incredible pattern of mourning and grief, and dist- actually a lot of the Old Testament texts lean towards and stories of how you see. Especially uh, you look at First and Second Samuel which Also, is crossovers the stories in the in First and Second Chronicles, of times of fasting happening in moments of grief and distress. And so, mm-hmm. just real quick, uh, John, who was David's friend, best friend, King Saul's son, fasted when he was grieved for David because of what his dad had done or was doing towards da- trying to find David to kill him. Mm. Uh, David fasted after hearing that Saul and his best friend John were dead, so he fasted in grief. Again, mm-hmm. fasting, focusing I got, abstaining from something, I need to keep my connection because stuff happens during grief where we need to have put I think put ourselves in moments where we are reminding of okay, God is stronger than what my emotions are leading me towards right mm. now and I need to fast because it gives me an opportunity to stay focused on God, to cry, to be frustrated, to be angry, to yell and to scream, but I'm taking extra time to use those moments Nehemiah. Fasted and prayed upon learning that Jerusalem had still been in ruins after its destruction, mm-hmm. and after even uh, people had been allowed to go back to Jerusalem. So I Darius, Darius, the king who put Daniel in the lions, then he fasted overnight because he was distressed. Yeah, he was like, I just killed my friend, who I known because of leaders. Told, right, so it's just like this happens, and so you see this Old Testament pattern of mourning. And I just I did this a little bit uh, uh, a month ago, and just like. Wanting to have something where I knew I was putting in a practice to help me focus on my relationship with God. Yeah. Because I didn't know what else to do. Because emotionally just distressed and heartbroken and hurt. Mm-hmm. And so there's something about it was hard. I didn't know if I was doing it right even there because it felt different than other fasts I'd done where I just wanted to intend, Like I felt led to, man, I just want to grow my relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. This one was where I just, I need something. Mm-hmm. I need something else because I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, I feel like
0: our propensity in a moment of grief is not to go without anything else. You know, like we need, we feel like we need to add, we need to find extra things to help us in a, but to go the opposite way of what our flesh or our desires might be instead of to comfort with food or to comfort with more social media, comfort with TV or to null ourselves or to like find that release in that way. We. We go almost the opposite direction and deprive ourselves a little bit further because what's to gain in that is so Mm -hmm. much greater. Yeah. The only last one I would maybe add would be fasting is used as an act of repentance throughout the Old Testament that you see. So Joel 2 um, in verses 12 and 13, it says, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. So the nation had turned away, and Joel was this prophet to help try and turn the nation back to God. And God, when he's declaring this through the prophet, he's saying, Fast and weep and mourn, and that's acts of repentance. Recognize that you've done wrong and turn back to me. When Jonah is sent to the people of Nineveh in the book of Jonah, he goes and he doesn't really want to preach the message and that's why you get the whole story of the big fish and uh, what is it, Tar, tar- Tarshish? Tarshish. Tar- tar-shish? I Sounds shouldn't like even went there because I couldn't I don't think I could have <laughs> Tarshish. Uh, but he eventually ends up in Nineveh and he preaches the word reluctantly and the people repent and fast. The king of that broken nation declares a, a whole fast over the country. And because their act of repentance turning back towards God yeah. He wanted to be accompanied by something else and that something else just made the repentance act even more powerful for the people. It's like, Mm -hmm. we're going to abstain from this because that's how desperately we want God to see our sorrow.
2: So any other purposes that you think we missed? Well, I mean, just, and it's a little uh, uh, with the discernment one, but I mean, just like you need direction, clarity, or hearing from the Lord. Like Mm
0: -hmm. Cornelius
2: and Ass was fasting at the time he received the vision go and find peter mm-hmm. and so it's like in in fasting in moments that where i'm like sometimes we get a word from the lord um or we get clarity on what just happened in our life paul fasted after he was met by jesus on the road to damascus mm-hmm. and it's just like sometimes we need to push into those things to see okay to maybe get clarity on okay what just happened in my life yeah, was a right. really good thing yeah. like oh man was that of god i need to stay in connection with the father mm-hmm. was that of you mm-hmm. like how do i keep pushing into this what are you actually doing like doing this form like yeah what is this for in my life what do i need to do into in next steps
0: well i just think paul's story like he's walking along the road just doing life <laughs> gets hit by the blinding light the audible voice scales cover his eyes where blind. he's now blind and he wasn't blind <laughs> 30 seconds ago like <laughs> of course he fasted he's like i've got no idea what's going on i am so confused like that's perfect yeah he needed yeah. clarity on what just happened yeah. in his life because it went psychotic yeah
2: i would i would think i'm going insane
0: yeah (laughs) here's here's one tension i do feel in fasting though i feel like sometimes we set it up that fasting changes god's view of us or, or what we're doing so does fasting elicit god's favor to us or to our actions yeah i would yeah and i'm gonna say no it was <laughs> the most thing. I know. Thing I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, okay. I just
2: what we we always we super spiritualize everything, right? Because again, it's it's a comparison thing that we wrestle with. It's a I think we all if you've been in the church long enough, it's the thing. Like I know such a that oh, I hear my really good friend who I know does this consistently, man, and he just like he does this, so he's more spiritual than I am. And so like, and I, we over super spiritualize certain things. But if we look at fasting for what it is, which is a discipline, and we understand the heart of God for all people at all times, God's heart does not change for someone because they add a discipline. What happens is it's not God who hears us better in the fasting, it's we're able to hear him better. Hmm. Again, it's focusing on the communion, on the connection, on the intimacy with the Father in our relationship in that. And so maybe I'm able to pray better prayers, more confident prayers, because i I've gotten confidence in, okay, I, I get clarity on what I feel like God's leading me in. I fasted, and so I focus on my connection and relationship with the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden, like, I'm getting nudges more often. I'm I'm hearing how he's leading me throughout the day-to-day of life because I've focused intentionally on the connection mm-hmm. with God. So I think uh, it's more for us always. It doesn't change God's mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. It can't. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. No,
0: that's yeah. good. I mean, I like how you said it. It was like, it doesn't change anything on God's end, but it radically changes on our end mm-hmm. because it changes, yeah, the way we're able to hear, but then it changes the way we're able to speak, to pray, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. To,
2: lead, to serve, to show love, yeah, all of it.
0: So, so when we're wrapping up here, are there cautions that you would say, "Hey, be warned of this" if you're going to try fasting? Like, don't don't do this, this, this. Or uh, what, what would you say?
1: <laughs> I mean, yes. Um... I mean one first and obvious one is that uh in Matthew, Jesus is teaching, and Matthew records it, um, and Jesus gives these pretty clear, straightforward instructions <laughs> was, about how to that's, fast. That's, uh, so if Jesus said it, we should obviously follow that. So I'll just read that Matthew six sixteen through 18, 18, he says, "When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting." Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So Jesus is kind of speaking into this like humility. Of this process of oh. of not making yourself, oh, I'm the victim. I'm fasting. I'm weak. I'm lightheaded. You know, of like drawing attention to this spiritual practice, this way that you're engaging with God, but to do it, just again coming back to that intention, that heart behind it of of you are seeking the Father, and that's the primary goal in this, not to look more spiritual or or better or you know whatever those things is, and so that's the command that Jesus gives us, and then. um I mean, obviously, just to get practical, there's some practical advice we can give, too, of, like, be cautious of your health. Like, if you're fasting from food specifically, like, if you're going to do something really long or something really extensive, um, consult with your doctor. Just be wise in that, that you don't want to potentially cause any physical bodily harm as you try to seek spiritual health and growth. And Brennan, do you have any tips?
0: Oh,
2: man. Do I have any tips?
1: Or Ben, I guess.
2: Sure. Probably. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, don't do a 40-day fast immediately if you've never fasted. Yeah, 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 Like, don't overdo this thing. Mm-hmm. Don't, be aggress- don't be aggressive. Don't be aggressive. Be intentional. Be purposeful. Yeah. Be smart. Be wise.
0: Yeah, I just think about the first time I fasted. Our youth pastor at the time, he he challenged a handful of us through this activity we were doing to 24-hour fast, which uh, I'd never thought people actually did. I was like, yo, people actually skip meals. Y'all are nuts. Like, uh, But I, I tried it but here's the thing there was like four or five of us doing it and everybody knew like Hmm. we told everybody and anybody like we were like yeah we're fasting today like and like everybody i like went and worked out because like i was still an athlete in high school so they wanted like i had to go to the workout with my team and like they all knew that i hadn't eaten it's like so we weren't like (laughs) overly prideful of it but we definitely weren't like secretive of it Mm -hmm. and and there's a balance in that but i would totally change the way i did that you know and i and now i don't like like it says in the text like nobody needs to know Mm -hmm. um so that i just think of that and how shocked i was that people first did that and then how (laughs) pretty much backwards i was in in the Mm -hmm. privacy aspect of it but otherwise tips and i don't know if i have any other really practical ones find someone so in that, like, yeah. find mm. someone to have like some accountability yeah. with, uh, in the fact of like, who else could you tell without it being a prideful act? Yep. Mm, yeah. So like, sometimes for me, it could be my wife. Like, I'm not gonna gloat to my wife that I'm fasting that day. <laughs> like, sometimes it's just practically. It's like, hey, like, it's cause she'll see right through you. Yeah, yeah she will yeah, probably laugh off, in your face for sure. Or like, <laughs> if you have an accountability partner or someone from your small group you've connected with, like, that could be an opportunity for you to be like, hey, like, I want to fast Wednesdays for lunch. And then Mm -hmm. you don't have to tell them that Wednesday, but maybe they think of it, and that Wednesday afternoon they're like, "Hey, did you fast?" So then they're keeping you accountable in that. Or uh, I've had people where it's been really powerful, where they've decided to fast for something, whether they're seeking discernment um, for like a transition in their life, or they really were they're in a moment of grief, and so they invite others into the fast with them. So -hmm. they've said like, "Hey, I'm going to fast this. You don't have to, but if you're willing, like I'd love to have you invite to 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 just seek God on my behalf." Yeah, Um, And that's been really powerful. So that's probably all I'd say. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. It's so good. Cool. What happens if you don't fast? Like what if you listen to the whole podcast and you're like, yeah, it's a cool idea, but uh, I'm going to pass.
2: I think it's the same thing that happens if you don't Sabbath. I think it's the same thing that happens if you don't pursue silence. I think it's the same thing that happens if you don't pursue prayer. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think we're missing out on an opportunity for God to do great things in our relationship with him in us. Um, Because the reality is, Matthew 6, 6, when you fast, there's an assumption that Jesus, Mm -hmm. this is a normal practice. It's going to be a part of your life for the purpose of growing in faith and devotion to to him. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, yeah, I think you're missing out on what God ultimately has for you. That's for your good. Because people always yeah. want to say,
0: well, you used a lot of Old Testament. Like, <laughs> ah, I see it's in the law, but I don't see Jesus. Like, I mean, Jesus didn't call the disciples to fast, right? Yeah, he only did. And then, uh, then yeah. you yeah. look
2: at John the Baptist, let his disciples too fast. But yeah. yeah. so people want to
0: use that Sorry. one where they're like, your disciples aren't fasting, and Jesus is like, well, the bride's with them. They're celebrating now. They'll fast later.
2: But yeah.
0: they want to throw that in your face. <laughs> but you're missing out. It's for you. It's for your benefit. Yeah. It's not a burden. It's a blessing. So embrace the blessing today. Stay
2: blessed.
0: Stay blessed. Stay stay blessed. Stay blessed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you have any more questions about fasting, make sure to hit us up. You can find us. uh, All our emails are on our website, or you can always uh, DM us anywhere that socials are found. So, (laughs) yeah. I'm going to end because this is going nowhere fast. Don't forget to hit that
2: subscribe button. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. (laughs) Woo!